0: Welcome to the Sip and Soul podcast. My name's Angie Lightnecker, transformational coach, self-development junkie, network marketing advocate. For over a decade, I've been obsessed with the power of human potential and realized that the recipe is the same whether you're four or 104. In this show, you'll learn the recipe for living your best life through Posse vibes and a soulful tribe. So grab a cup, let's fill yours up. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sip and Soul podcast. I am so happy to introduce you all to Cindy Whit- Whitman. She is just a tremendous human being. I got connected with her was it last week or the week before a couple weeks ago?
1: A week before, it, yeah.
0: Okay, and as soon as we hung up, I saw my mom that evening and I'm like, "Mom, you have to meet this incredible human being." I just loved it everything you shared and just your journey. So it feels like such an honor to get to share some
1: of your story with our audience here. So welcome. Well, thank you. I'm flattered. I really enjoyed the conversation with you as well. I just, it was such a wonderful conversation and I love to meet like-minded people and you also are a very beautiful soul. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Ditto. So can you share a little bit, you have your feet in a lot of things. But they all seem so perfectly aligned. You're a wife, you're a mama, you have a tremendous story, you have a podcast, you have books, you have a TV show, like you have your feet in a lot of things. But can you talk a little bit about your journey and how you became so and, you know, passionate about sharing this, this work?
1: Absolutely. So um, I grew up really poor. Uh, my mom was a single mom and we had a lot of struggles. A lot of times we went without running water or electricity, uh, just a real struggle. And I was always trying to figure out creative ways to, like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> so I would ask random strangers, like, hey, how did you get those shoes? How did you get electricity? <laughs> Things like that. And I just tried it to pick up. And a lot of people just answer me, you know, well, I have a good job. And I remember being probably eight years old thinking, geez, I got to get me one of those as soon as possible, whatever that is. Um, so anyways, I always was kind of ambitious in the way that I always try to be a problem solver. Um, so as I grew up older, I thought, you know, the whole way I could fix this whole drama situation I had going on financially with my mom was to get married myself, you know, and then have the happily ever after we always wanted. Well, it didn't work out that way. As I had mentioned to you, um, I ended up in a domestic violence situation and it was, uh, it was quite the mess. Well, for me, because it was only me who was being abused, I felt like the right thing to do was stay and stick it out. You know, you got to make it work. You know, I had all these thoughts about not being a single mom. I wanted to, to give my daughters the two-parent home. And, and I worked really hard to do that. You know, I was cook better, clean better, have a better attitude, don't say too much, try to talk less, you know, all the things. And none of it worked. Um, but I distinctively remember that one day I was actually folding laundry watching Dr. Phil, you know, like any housewife would do. (laughs) And and Dr. Phil says, it's better to come from a broken home than it is to grow up in one. And literally the moment he said that, it, it was like, he was talking to me. I just stood up, I got a basket of clothes, a bag of diapers, my daughters, and we got in the car and we left. And I built a new life for us. Well, being a single parent, which I never wanted to do was very difficult. You know, I worked two jobs, I put myself through college. But I knew that if I did all of that hard work in the short term, that I wouldn't have to do it forever. And I knew that if I didn't do it now, I would be stuck two, three jobs every day for the rest of my life. So I worked really hard to get myself to a successful place, all the while thinking one day I'm going to give back. One day I'm going to help make it easier for other single parents out there. So as I grew through my journey and I graduated school and I I got the better paying job and I got a little bit more into a successful place, not much, but a little bit more, um, I started thinking about what that nonprofit was going to be. So I ended up actually being at dinner one night and I had been pondering, you know, what could I do? Because starting a nonprofit is not easy, but what I wanted to make sure was it wasn't going to be a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. I, I know there's so many wonderful nonprofits out there who do you know, offer formula, diapers, food, um, maybe sometimes electricity assistance. But the problem with that is, it's wonderful that they're doing all that. Don't get me wrong. The problem is, is that we need that same thing tomorrow. We need that same thing next week. And we're not really giving anybody the ability to go and get it themselves. And so that's why I was at dinner one night and I just literally stood up in the middle of dinner and I was like, that's it. I'm gonna give away cars to single parents. <laughs> I love it so much. When was this? The uh, 2017. Wow. Yeah. So within 24 hours, uh, well, first I got told I was crazy and that that was a terrible idea. Of course, you know, of course. And I listened very intently, let me tell you, but then I went home, I built a business plan. I built a website and within 24 hours, driving single parents was a nonprofit. Um, of course, then I had to build it out and get the 501 C3 and, and do all the red tape stuff and, and brand it and all the things. But, um, we gave away a car less than a month later. Uh,
0: <laughs> ah, yeah. wild, wild. So what yeah. has your
1: journey been since then? Well, since then, um, like I said, we've been giving away cars for almost seven years now. That's so fun. Um, Really life, I call it heart work. Um, it but then I've gone on to, sure. I'm sorry, what? I said it is heart work for sure. So definitely. Cool. So then I went on and I was offered to write in a book called Shattering the Stigma of Single Motherhood. And of course, through my own fear of public speaking, my own fears, self-limiting beliefs—you know, all of the stuff—I um, was like, absolutely not. I cannot write a book. I'm not a writer. No way. <laughs> I try to stay in the background. Yeah. And um, anyways, I had made a commitment to myself that September, and this was November when I actually ended up authoring that book. That I was just going to say yes. I was going to. I was going to push through the fear. I was going to do it afraid. I was going to do that podcast recording. I was going to do that public speaking. I was going to just do it and say yes. Well, then the book thing came and I was like, I didn't mean yes to this. So (laughs) Then I was like, nope, you made a commitment in September that you are doing this. So I wrote in that first book collaboration and it was amazing. I met so many incredible people and we just and I felt like it was a good cause because I am passionate about shattering the stigma of single motherhood. So I wrote in that book and then um, fast forward, I was offered to write into another book, which was called Overcoming Self-Sabotage. And boy, can I talk about that? I could have filled that whole book 10 times over. So I wrote in that book and I really enjoyed it. And then the most recent book I wrote in was called Is Manifesting Bullshit? And I actually authored it with my two oldest daughters, uh, Caitlin and Kimberly. And it was such a cool experience to share that with them. It became an international bestseller. In fact, just yesterday, I got an International Impact Award for that book. And uh, it's just been so much fun. It's been so much fun. And I also do uh, host a TV show called Little Give, which is something I'm all about, is I think that oftentimes we feel like, you know, we have to do this grand gesture, donate $10,000, you know, uh, spend a week volunteering. We don't have to do that. There's something little that each of us can do in our everyday life that can really make a difference and cause a ripple effect that can really continue to help humanity and help all of us be more positive and make a better world for everyone. So that's what the TV show is about.
0: I love that. And it reminds me, how many
1: countries is this TV show in now? 127 countries. And then we also spun it off into a podcast. And um, that also has its own separate audience.
0: It's amazing. So you just Mm -hmm. interview people who are finding ways to
1: make the world better. Yes, just ordinary people doing extraordinary things to help others. And then at the end of every episode, I always ask if there's a nonprofit that they're excited about. Because myself being a nonprofit founder, I've realized that none of us nonprofit founders want to be given our way, our money away that we raise to marketing budgets. We don't want to. We'd rather use all the money to go to the mission. And so I said, hey, if I'm going to start this platform, little give. Um, one thing I really want to do is be able to highlight nonprofits at no cost so that we can get their message out across the world to people and, and to showcase all the wonderful things that they're doing to really help others.
0: It's amazing. So when you think back to your journey, like if you were to talk to the woman who grabbed the laundry basket and threw diapers in and walked out that door, what's something that you know now that you would tell that version of you?
1: The power is within you. Because that's something I didn't know. I didn't know. I always thought that like, it was everybody else, you know, you have to, you know, I have to be this wife, I have to be this mother, I have to be impressive to my dad, I have to do all of these things outside of me. So everybody could see me as a good person or whatever. Uh, But I didn't know that the whole power that I had was within me the whole time that I could do it. I was capable. I was able, I was willing. And that because I was open to it and I finally figured out how to harness that power, that is how I was able to become successful. And so I wish I could go back and tell her, Hey, right now there might be some tears might be some hard times. It's going to be a lot of struggle, but the power is within you and you will get it. And you've got this.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I'm not the only one right now covered in goosebumps. Like every time that I, I hung up the phone for, with you last time and I was like, holy goosebumps, like the hair on my head stands up. Um, so can you talk a little bit, of course, the the title manifesting bullshit is probably the best, the best <laughs> title of any, anything ever. But how did you come up with that? and, I feel like I have to ask you, is manifesting bullshit?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So first things first is the title actually came in a funny way. Um, My daughter had, my daughter, Kimberly had said, Hey mom, you know, I really kind of want to write a book. I said, well, let's do it. So we ended up, we, she, she had picked out a different name and that name wasn't available. And so we'd gone back and forth on text message threads and trying to figure out a name. And um, I just said, well, what about is manifesting bullshit? And the reason why I came up with that name was because (laughs) that was my first question. (laughs) And I think oftentimes it is everyone's first question when they hear about manifesting is like, is that bullshit? And so then, of course, my daughters were like, that's a great one. Let's do that one. So we went with it. And it's just it's just such a catchy title. And and um, the answer to your question is it depends on the person. So whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. right. Yeah, which is a Henry Ford uh, quote, but it's so true. If you believe that it's bullshit and you believe it'll never happen, and it'll never work. Well, you'll never put the effort in to make it work. So you're right. Ah, I like that.
0: So, have you raised your children? You have six, right? Uh huh. Six children. Have you raised all of them? So, how old were they when when you left? And have you raised them all like with this like? I mean, they've got to witness their mama, like hone her power and live in her truth. And so have they really grasped on? Obviously, two of them helped you write this book. Um, Have all of them been on this journey with you and really embraced the law of attraction manifestation, living their bliss, creating their life on purpose, that type of thing?
1: The answer is yes and no. (laughs) So initially, (laughs) when I first started, uh, I, I actually started manifesting out of pure desperation um, I had a decent job, but I was like not really getting anywhere. I was kind of spinning my wheels and I really wanted to get further along. I really want, I knew there was more out there for me. I just wanted to get there so bad. But at the time I was working two jobs. I was uh, selling plasma twice a week. I was barely scraping by paying for what we needed, our basics, but not a lot more. I mean, my girls always had everything that they needed, but I wanted to give them more. So anyways, so that's when I, at a desperation, was like, I I had remembered years before seeing on Oprah Winfrey something about this secret bullshit. And so initially when <laughs> I saw, I was like, that is a load of crap. That is so ridiculous. Oh my goodness. I can't believe people are wasting their $29 on this, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but when I became so desperate, like there's got to be more, there's got to be something, something is just not working for me. Um, I decided to to give it a try. So I watched The Secret very closely and I did all of the tricks, man. I wrote on my vision board. I did the whole thing. I wrote a blank check out to myself. I added zeros on the end of my um, bank all statements and I liberty, got the gratitude liberty. rock. Yeah. I got everything <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah. Zero happened. Well, <laughs> then I realized I, I actually read the book or listened to the Audible version of Think and Grow Rich. And I realized, oh, sitting here waiting for this purple elephant to land in my living room, this ain't never gonna happen. I have to take, action, take action. Figure out <laughs> what I want and then take action. Duh, right? So mm-hmm. then I figured it out. And so the first step towards my daughters to answer your question was, I called my daughters into the room and I said, "Girls, you gotta—we're about to change our lives. We—you <laughs> gotta see this show, The Secret." So my teenage daughters are in there and they're watching The Secret with me and. Soon as it ends, I'm like, powerful, right? Right? And they're like, Yeah, mom, yeah. And both admittedly go out of the room, rolling their eyes, going, Oh She's my goodness, like, my mom has literally crazy. lost her mind. <laughs> right? Like, totally yeah. lost her mind. But then yeah. over time, they started to see, like, oh, oh, it's working. It's getting oh, better. Oh, something's goodness. different here. Hold on a second. Wow. Something really, yeah. really shifted. So once they saw that, proof is in the pudding, social proof, you know. then they were on board then they wanted to start manifesting and learning and and so that's what they did after that of course they started you know seeing how it applied in their lives and how it worked in their lives and how they've been able to uh, make shifts and changes Um, and then that's how later on we ended up in the collaboration but the younger three so the younger three are 13 11 and 9 they still think I'm a little out of my mind. You know? <laughs> yeah. But they're willing to work with it. You know, it's like, yes. okay, no, yes. okay. he's a little, whatever, we're here for it. Life is getting better. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And they yeah. also have never been through the struggle because my older daughters, they were with me, I was dragging them through my single parent journey and learning who I was and, working and, and going to college and all I drugged them with me so they saw the incredible shift of like this is how it was before and this is how it is now and this is undeniable whereas mm-hmm. to the other ones they've always seen the success you know that's that's yeah. what they know they can't mm-hmm. imagine it any other way so they're not on board yet
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a cool thing too. Like energy does not lie. Energy is energy is energy, you know? And so even if they didn't believe it, the energy is undeniable that mom's a higher vibration version of herself, you know, than she used to be. So that's very, very cool. So what is your, like, what's your, what's your dream? What's your vision? Like if we, we took away any, any how-tos, any logic, any anything, what would be your like C-type
1: goal, your big dream? My big dream would be to solve the child care crisis. So child care is such a mess. I mean, uh, like 27% of your income or more goes to child care. It's ridiculous. And it makes it almost impossible for some of the people who aren't making, you know, a lot of money, who are forced to pay these high, you know, childcare expenses. And then they're just trying to get minimum wage. I mean, it's just, it's impossible. It's it, it can be impossible and very difficult. And I think that one of the big problems with childcare is not only the effects it has on, of course, a parent or parents who are trying to get their kids where they need to go and get them into um you know, a safe environment that they can be at while they work so they can pay the bills. I think that the big crisis is the mental health strain. There's so much strain on the parents financially. Then we have the kids who are straining because they're either in low quality childcare because that's all mom or dad can afford, um, or they're just not spending any time at all with family and really being raised by people who are, it's just their job. And so I really feel like if we could solve the crisis with childcare make it um, more affordable, make it um, a, a way that can help foster the mental health of our youth, that could really make a huge change overall and cause that ripple effect we talked about earlier to really make a change for the big picture for humanity, for all of us, to have children who have that proper mental health, and, and the ability to actually be able to raise their children like that and their children and their children. And then we can have a world that's a lot safer and a lot better place.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So how do you, how can people support with this? Is this part of the little give? I mean, you're, you and I are speaking the same language with this very much. I, I think now as much as ever, we get to change some generational cycles and we get to, raise another generation of children who don't have to un- undo programming as they grow up, right? They'll, they'll feel loved. They have nutrition. They, all the things that a lot of families don't have. So is this
1: something that we can, can support through the little give movement? Well, it's not something I've done yet. In fact, my very first wish when I wanted to start a nonprofit was to start for childcare, but I ran a poll here in Bear County and nobody could get excited about it because it's, in that little messy middle where they feel like government assistance already handles that. And although it's true, there are some programs uh, through the government assistance, they're very lack of funding, very low funding. There's long waiting lists and there's a bunch of hoops people have to jump through. So because nobody could get excited about it, I wasn't able to start the, the nonprofit for that. That's how I ended up with cars because I figured what was my second need as a single parent, and it was that car to be able to get myself to those two jobs, get myself to college, get the girls to their um, childcare facilities and schools and whatnot. Um, so I haven't, it's not something I've started yet. There is a woman I interviewed on my TV show who I love. Um, she has IP to market. Her name is Stacy Wright. And she actually has this super cool program that she started where um, she basically, builds builds, um, like, buys ideas from people, and she has a whole manufacturing plant that they manufacture it. So she employs the parents and on-site, they have a childcare facility that's trained with individuals who are mental health coaches and, and who are able to handle the, the mental health needs of the children. They also have an on-site kitchen. They make all the foods, nutritious foods for the children and the staff, and they even make you to-go food so that when you get off work, you can run over, grab your kid, and head home with a pre-made meal so you can sit down as a family and eat and spend that extra time riding to work together, riding home together. If you're a nursing mom, you can go nurse your baby during your breaks, you know, all of these things. And and her whole idea is is to make this all in-house so that they can get to the children and make these children have a better upbringing so that we can foster that mental health as they grow. So she's very- I love that. What is this lady's name? (laughs) Her name- her name is Stacy, Wright, And I would love to introduce you.
0: I would love that. Thank
1: you. She so... is amazing. Amazing. And has um, her business is called Heart Profit. And it's all about, and so she's making these manufacturing plants all over. She started a pilot program. And so basically it's a manufacturing plant. And at that manufacturing plant, they have all these jobs available. So if you love to cook, hey, go work in the kitchen. You love children. You can work here. Oh, you love marketing. We have that. Oh, you build websites. Oh, we have that. So, and then her, she has a step program to where when the parents come to work there, they're not just stuck in one job, they can find their passion and then move up and they train and all of the managers and supervisors are all trained coaches that know how to foster relationships and make sure that the, the employee is mental health is being handled and taken care of, and that they have as much time with their children as possible. It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And I'm just beautiful. love what they're doing. So yeah. it's, I'm so grateful other people are out there with the same yeah. thought in mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I could see that. I'm just throwing this out there. If we don't have to, to share this part. But I love I really feel like with Little Give, too, if people wanted to donate over time, there could be like funds to give to families in which they can they can get great, you know, Whatever, like resources, if they need, or to be able to stay home and and you know, stay with their children or whatever. Have you? I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I'm. I, I don't feel like there's ever any limits to what's possible. Definitely like, not. Fall on your heart. There, are everything Marie Forleo over here, but everything's figure outable and
1: there if there's so a will, there's a way. So That's yeah, so true. Yeah, I had thought about a scholarship program where yeah. we make scholarships where people could apply for the scholarship and then the, um, yeah. So th- there are some things like that that I've had in my thoughts and I'm yeah. really trying to come up with a way that I can do it and then serve more people because like my car program is here in Bear County and I want to extend and I plan to, but again, it's funding. It's making sure that we can really get branched out in that way. And the same thing with um, Childcare. If I were to do scholarship programs, it would probably be local. Just trying to figure out all of the nuts and bolts there, but definitely on well, my heart. Stop. Yeah. Definitely something that I, and that, like you asked the question of what is my ultimate goal? To, Boom, that's it. (laughs) Boom. You wasted
0: zero seconds to share that. So if it is a call on your heart, then it is figure outable. That's
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well,
0: we will chat through this after this call because I definitely feel like there's some ideas for you. you.
1: So I love it. Thank you. Can
0: people find you? How can they support you and your your journey?
1: And um yeah, where do you hang out? Well, I'm on all social media, obviously, under just my name, Cindy Witteman. It's C-I-N-D-Y-W-I-T-T-E-M-A-N. You can visit me on my website at cfviews.com. You can go to littlegive.com if you want to know more about the TV show. Or you can also see our nonprofit and everything that we're doing out there to help others at drivingsingleparents.org. If anybody out there wants to be a guest on Little Give, you can also visit the website there, littlegive.com. And I also have a podcast called Is Manifesting Bullshit, which is so much fun. Whether you believe in it or you don't, we want to hear about it. We want to hear your side of it. So you can also email me at info at mail, M-A-I-L. Dot cfviews.com if you'd like to be a guest on the show. We'd love to hear all of the views out there. And my, my request for your audience is to go out there and do something little for someone else. It doesn't matter if it's opening a door. It doesn't matter if it's smiling. It doesn't matter if you genuinely just ask someone, how are you? Simple little things really can go on to cause a ripple effect throughout that person's day, making them give and give, and give. And if we all did that, this world would be so much better.
0: I love it, Cindy. Thank you so much. And I'm going to look forward to sequels to this conversation because um, I just, I really enjoy your presence. I enjoy your mission. I enjoy your heart. And I know everyone here sure feels the same way. So thank you so much. And looking forward to all your,
1: your shows too, and connecting with you a lot more. Yes. Same here. And then I have that new book coming out called beyond the smile. It's going to come out in April. And so that's really going to be, you know, peel back the layers like, Hey, you know what? None of us are perfect. None of us have not figured out yet. And no matter what you see on social media, no matter what you see on the cover of a magazine, each person has their own internal struggles. And that is what I aim to show with that book.
0: I love it. Excited (laughs) to read it. Thank you so much, Cindy. And we'll look forward to connecting soon. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Ditto, sister.